Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. All right, listen, guys, we've got a word from you, I believe, from the Lord for you to, to take you up, get in the elevator, and to lift you up higher and take you to the floor you need to be on to do the things God's called you to do. This is part three of Change Your Mind. Hasn't this been an awesome series? I love it. Change Your Mind. What are we talking about? Thinking like God thinks, speaking like God speaks. And I think for a lot of us, we were made to believe that Christianity was about confessing our sins. But actually, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, it wasn't about confession of sins. It was about believing God. It was about taking God at his word. It was about replacing our thoughts with God's thoughts. And uh, please listen to part one and part two. I'm not going to review much. Uh, some powerful truths in there that will that will strengthen you and enable you to do things you couldn't do before. But we talked about uh, Jesus beginning his ministry, not by calling us to confess our sins, but by calling us to change our thinking, to change our mind, to change our purpose. And we highlighted the the truth that the English word repent has really is really a poor translation of the Greek word metanoia. It's a very poor translation. It does not communicate what Jesus was communicating, which is to think differently, to change your mind. So anytime you're reading in, in your New Testament, you come across the word repent, I want you to, to say the actual Greek definition, think differently. Think differently. That's what Jesus said. He said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Think differently and believe the good news. You do have to change the way you're thinking because bad news is embraced. Bad news is is promoted, uh, (laughs) amplified. So you've got to choose to to embrace and think on the good news. You've got to choose to let your mind become the fertile ground for the very thoughts and word of God. Come on, take possession of your mind and let the word of God blossom in your thinking and in your life. So we've talked about that, repent meaning think differently, change your mind, change your purpose, to think God's thoughts after him. Now, I'm just sharing with you my experience, but I have a funny feeling there's a lot of people who can relate to what I'm sharing with you. I remember being a kid in church, and it was just kind of a cold place, and I remember I couldn't actually see the the, the lady who was singing because it was up, it was a very high ceilings with stained glass windows, all marble and, and hardwood pews, and off in the corner in the front was this balcony but you couldn't see anyone in the balcony. You just saw this big curtain. And then behind, it was kind of, it was, you know, a grand-looking church. But there was just this lady singing behind this curtain playing an organ. It just, it just felt so distant to me. It just felt, felt so impersonal. It just, it didn't feel, 
Uh, I, I didn't get my warm and fuzzies that I needed. You know what I'm saying? But listen, the, the, the religious tradition communicates to us that God wants to be far away from us, that God wants to be separate from us. That's the opposite of what Jesus preached. Jesus said the kingdom of God is here. It's at hand. Grab a hold of it. Let's go. Right? Jesus taught that the Father is as close as your heart and your mouth, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Right? Jesus is as close as your heart and your mouth. The Father is for you. He does not want to be separate from you. He does not want to be far away from you. He wants to be close to you, united with you, and going through life with you because he loves you and he cares for you. And he has a plan and purpose for your life. So I, I kind of grew up, uh, the tradition that I was in really made me feel like God was separate from me and he was glad about that. And that the idea that I could actually ever someday get close to God was kind of like, almost like blasphemy, you know. And that's a tragic thing because that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ at all. He sent his son, I think it's, I'm thinking of Ezekiel 36, that he said, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put my spirit in you. God has wanted to be one with us. He has wanted to have this intimacy with us since the beginning. All right? So we've got to change our mind when we think of God. We've got to think like he thinks. He loved us so much he gave his son. Let's respond to that love and cultivate an intimacy with him. It's nice to say John 3.16, but let's act on that thing. Nice to have scriptures on your refrigerator, but let's get them in our heart. Let's keep them in our mind, and let's act on them. Let's experience the reality of his presence in our lives, the reality of his love for us. Hallelujah. And Adam, if I could have some kind of time around here, I'll just go all day. I'm telling you right now. So right now I can't see how far I've gone. But um, hallelujah. I mean, once I get going, hello. I mean, Paul went to... The boy fell out of the window because Paul was preaching so long. So we've got no children in windows, so we're good. But I do need a timer. Um, hallelujah. So listen, I want to take you to a scripture. I, I, I want to get across to you God's thoughts about you. God's heart for you. He is saying, come to me now. Come on. Come to me. Get to know me. Taste and see how good I am and how much I care for you. And you're going to see as we read this scripture, we're going to Isaiah 55. You're going to see that how, how passionate he is about having a relationship with you. And again, it's like the opposite of what religious tradition taught us, right? But you're going to see he's passionate. In fact, these very scriptures that we're going to read, I've heard them uh, let's see, verses, um, uh, let's see, we're in Isaiah 55, and where do I want to go? Yeah, uh, we're going to start, actually, we're going to, Isaiah 55, we're going to start in verse 1, we're going to go all the way through 13. But I've heard these verses where God says, uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts, um, um, neither are my ways your ways. Well, they'll take verse 8, and they'll, they'll use that for the opposite of what God is saying. 
They'll say God is saying, listen, I think higher than you, I'm higher than you, and you're never going to get it, so just stay where you are. But actually, if you keep this in context, we're going to start in verse 1, you're going to see this is a divine invitation to know the very thoughts of God. This is a divine invitation to live God's way. All right, and I hope you're all right with me just being straight with you because that's the only way I want to be. I know it might be shocking, but it's time for you to know God in your own life. It's time for you to know his thoughts and know his ways. That's not blasphemy. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's start in verse 1 of Isaiah 55. Ho, everyone who thirsts. That's he's calling out. Listen, look here. Behold, ho. Everybody who thirsts, come to the waters. Don't stay away from the waters. Come to the waters. That's invitation, right? He's saying, I want your attention. I'm giving you an invitation. And you who have no money, come. Buy and eat. Yes, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. What's he saying? I've justified you. I've qualified you. You can't earn the relationship I have for you. I've paid full price for you. Just come to me, right? Verse 2, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Come on, are you getting the heart of God? Look how passionate he is about you coming to him and knowing him. Delight yourself in abundance. These are God's thoughts. You living in abundance are the very thoughts of God. It's not blasphemy. It's the heart of God towards you. He's a good, good father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3, incline your ear. This is all invitation. And come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Wow. What an invitation. Let's keep reading. I want to keep this in context. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Verse 6, seek the Lord. Don't stay away from him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. He's not far away up in a balcony unseen singing. He's right here. He's right now, and he's singing and rejoicing over the, over the expectation of a relationship with you. Hallelujah. Uh, call upon him while he is near. Verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. See, it's our original design. It's our original intent to think like God thinks. He made us in his image. Hello. Ah, Where was I? Return to the Lord. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Man, that's powerful. He will abundantly pardon. Now, here it is, verse 8. So, All these verses precede verse 8. 
It's been invitation upon invitation upon invitation. Now we understand verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the idea that God wouldn't forgive you, that God wouldn't pardon you, that God wouldn't reveal himself to you, that's a low, ungodly thought. What are his thoughts? His thoughts are the high thoughts. His thoughts are thoughts of love. His thoughts are thoughts of justification. It's why he sent his son. He says, my thoughts are higher than this condemnation that you've been under, higher than this self-depreciation and this uh, negative view that, that, uh, that you've developed of yourself. I see you as my child. I see you as the one I knit together in your mother's womb. I see you as the one that I created, and I have a plan for you, and I wrote it down in my book before one of your days came to be. Hallelujah. So far as the heavens are higher than your so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts and your thoughts. Verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth um, and bud, so make that this rain comes and makes the things in the earth blossom that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. How important it is to know his word and know his thoughts. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Verse 12, for you, here's God's thoughts about you, for you shall go out with joy. What does God want for your life? Joy. And you shall be led forth with shalom, peace, untroubled, undisturbed, well-being, wholeness, and prosperity. You will be led forth with wholeness and prosperity. These are God's thoughts, God's words, God's will for your life. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Listen, instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Wow, what thoughts God has towards us. This is the series, Change Your Mind. We're talking about thinking God's thoughts after him. Listen, these are, this is all in your Bible, right? You've got a book of God's thoughts. Man, how priceless is that? We hold in our hands the very book of the thoughts of God about himself and about us, about mankind, about his plan and his purpose. Man, get in this book and get his thoughts in your mind. Now, I want to share something with you. Uh, this is from Francois Dutrois of the Mirror Bible, all right? And he has a commentary here on Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, which goes with our series, Change Your Mind, Change Your Purpose, okay? This is what, pardon me, what Francois Dutrois writes. He says, Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. All right, so we just finished with 8 through 13, but verses 8 through 11, where God says, your thoughts, uh, or excuse me, my thoughts are not your thoughts, your ways are not my ways. So Francois, Francois Dutrois says, 
uh, these verses 8 through 11 gives meaning to metanoia, which translated in English, repent, but metanoia, think differently. Gives meaning to metanoia. Uh, your thoughts were as distant from God's thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth. That's how it, before we renewed our mind to what God said, our thoughts were as distant from God's thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth, but just like the rain and the snow would cancel that distance and saturate the soil to awaken its seed, so shall my word be that proceeds from my mouth. Wow, is that powerful. In other words, prior to us knowing Christ, prior to us to hearing the messages we hear at Highway, the good news of who he is, what he's done for us, who we are in him. Before we heard this good news, our thoughts were as distant from God's thoughts as, as, as the rain is from the soil falling from the sky as the sky is from the earth. But the word of God when it comes, it's like the rain. The rain cancels that distance between the sky and the earth. The rain brings the moisture the earth needs to the earth, and the earth is able to blossom and grow. So does God's word in our lives. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, can I testify to this. I mean, that the word of God is a fresh summer rain that saturates our soul with peace and joy, that gives us vision for our lives, that heals our bodies, that heals our minds, that heals our soul and emotions. His word, when we receive the word of God, it, like the rain waters the earth, it waters our soul. It waters our body, and it causes us to blossom, to to bear fruit, and to become all that God purposed us to be. Man, that is so powerful. He goes on to write. He says, the Greek preposition meta of metanoia uh, means together with. It implies another influence in our thinking. This is where the gospel becomes so powerful since it appeals to our conscience to reason together with our original design. The authentic thought, the mind of God is realized again. Jesus called us to realize the mind of God again. What was that verse we read? It says, return to the Lord. Come back to your original purpose. Come back to your original design and know me. That's so powerful. The authentic thought, the, the mind of God is realized again. Listen to this statement. The, distant caused, the distance caused by Adam's fall compared to the distance between heaven and earth is canceled in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Metanoia suggests a co-knowing with God. It is an intertwining of thought. It is to agree with God about me. Hallelujah. That is powerful. That is from, from Francois Dutois from the Mirror, Mirror Bible. God wants you to agree with him about 
yourself. He sees you as you are, his, his very own handcrafted, custom-made creation and workmanship, prepared for his glory and for an amazing divine plan and purpose in the earth. Man, oh man, we've got to get back to our origin in Christ, back to what God originally intended. That's what being born again is all about. All of us fell short of the glory of God. We separated ourselves from God, but through faith in Christ, he came. He canceled that distance between us and God, and he took our sin upon himself. And now through faith in the risen Christ, we become God's sons and daughters. God credits his righteousness to us, and we become new creations in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God says this about his thoughts in Jeremiah 29, 11. Come on, isn't this just tasty? Isn't this just one of the best meals you've ever eaten? I mean, you, you, you eat the thoughts of God and you will be so well nourished. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Jeremiah 29, 11. Come on, let's eat some more of the thoughts of God. This is not religious tradition. This is God talking. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, that's shalom, untroubled, undisturbed well-being, wholeness, prosperity. What are God's thoughts to you? Thoughts of wholeness and prosperity. We saw that in part two of this series in John chapter five. This is how God thinks. He's about your wholeness. He's about your prosperity. He's about your well-being. He's about your destiny. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil. Oh, I wish someone would have told me that when I was growing up. God doesn't think evil of me? No, he doesn't. How do you know? Because he just told me in his word, right? To give you a future and a hope. What does God want to give me? An amazing future. Better than what I've dreamed of. In fact, uh, let's see. (laughs) The message translation says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Come on. Hallelujah. These are the thoughts of God. These are the plans of God. And this is what he desires for you. Now, in in reading your Bibles and in studying the scriptures, I want you to, to have this heightened awareness now. When you come across a passage that's revealing to us the thoughts of God, grab a hold of that thing. Grab a hold of that thing, all right? For example, all right? Well, let me share this with you real quick. Ephesians, speaking of God's plans for us, Ephesians chapter 3, verse uh, 18. 
all right? The apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is praying for the believers in Ephesus. He says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Listen to verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Wow. So what does God want to do? Exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. That is the Father's plan for you. That is the very thoughts of God regarding me and regarding you. I want to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you've asked or thought because I love you so much. Hallelujah. Oh, boy, I tell you what, we might have to stop here because if I keep going, I'm going to take off. So, Jennifer, you want to come on up here? Wow. I was just about to go into another scripture, but I, I tell you what, I, 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 I'm going to save that for part four part four because it's just it's just too too much to to dabble in we got to eat it for a little while we got to chew on that thing hallelujah so listen we we're giving we're giving you the thoughts of god it is our privilege to proclaim the thoughts of god about you every time we gather that's what this ministry is about. That's what the Highway Church, Highway Home Network, that's what we're about. We're proclaiming the thoughts of God, the mind of God to you. It's been revealed to us through Jesus Christ, and it is our honor and privilege to boldly proclaim it to you every time we gather. Hallelujah. You. Yeah, it is. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.